going on everybody welcome into another edition of the daily energy news beat stand up here on this gorgeous wednesday september 27th 2023 as always i'm your humble correspondent michael tanner coming to you from an undisclosed location here in dallas texas joined by the executive producer of the show the prepare of the show and the director and publisher of the world's greatest website energynewsbeat.com Stuart turley my man how we doing today it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, and uh, it has been brutally fun and wild. Yeah, man, you, you're getting brutalized these past couple of weeks, but we like that. That means things are staying live, and you never uh, cease to amaze the story count. We have a tremendous menu lined up today, folks. We're going to start out in Germany. Why Germany was the envy of the world and how it went to the worst performing major <laughs> developed economy. What happened? So got to love this headline. Um, next up, Qatar Energy CEO sees natural gas as, quote, indispensable for not just the energy transition, but also after 2050. Interesting there. Um, maybe it's because Qatar's got a lot of natural gas. Who knows? We'll find out. Next up, got to love us some Harold Ham. Quote, oil is headed as high as 150 a barrel unless the U.S. government does more. Um, Harold Ham has been making the uh, the media circuit. Hopefully he can stop by the show at some point. Um, wink, wink. And we can talk with him, but he thinks oil is going to 150. We'll dive into more of that in this article. Next up, how the energy transition push contributed to higher oil prices in a move. Everybody who watched the show saw coming. Oil prices are on the rise, according to this uh, opinion article based upon the energy transition. Stu will dive into that. And then finally, Ford Holt's work on $3.5 billion EV battery plant in Michigan. Ooh, very interesting. So Stu will... Uh, Give uh give, give a breakdown of why they're actually delaying this, which is super interesting. Stu will then kick it over to me. I'll cover the brutalization. Speaking of that, in the markets today, we are down about one and a half percentage points overall. Oil, we did see a little bit of a rise here in the late trading session, ninety fifty three. Um, and then we did see the uh, API crude oil inventory storage guesstimate. Um, that actually will drop today at ten uh ten a.m. Eastern, nine a.m. Central, or nine thirty Central. If you are in central time zone and listen to this and then we'll let you get on out of here and get back to work again. Appreciate everybody checking us out before we dive in and begin the show. As always, guys, the articles and analysis you are about to hear are brought to you by the world's greatest website, www.energynewsbeat.com, the best place for all of your energy news. Stu and the team does a great job of curating that website to make sure it stays up to speed with all of the latest and greatest energy and oil and gas news. You can interact with the show at questions at energynewsbeat.com or via the description below. You can also see all of the timestamps and all the links to the articles via that same description. Check us out, dashboard.energynewsbeat.com, our data news combo product. We appreciate everybody who's signed up there. You know, If you're wanting to figure out how do we support the show, subscribe to us on iTunes, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, subscribe to us on Spotify. If you are on YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube show at Energy Newsbeat. The old school Mike would say smash that like button. We're going beyond likes. We're going to subscribe now. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Appreciate it, guys. Bet one of the best ways to support the show. Check us out right there. I'm out of breath, though, Stu. Where do you want to begin? Hey, let's start in Germany. I'll tell you what, this is really a hoot. Germany went from envy of the world to the worst performing major developed economy. What happened? I'll tell you, Michael, there's a couple of things in this article that just absolutely cracked me up. 
To set the stage for this article, uh, I talked about yesterday while you were on vacation. I mean, you were on assignment. Uh, and that was the fourth largest uh, smelter or iron ore uh, working on uh, was shut down. So you sit back and kind of go, everything that has happened, uh, VW just closed down their plant. Three months ago, they closed the oldest fertilizer plant in Germany. So this is now demonstrating that Nord Stream 2, Nord Stream 1, all of the cheap natural gas started, Michael, from not having contracts. Ah, then the war started. So let's get into this. But it's because they did not have low cost energy. And, and Germany, this is a quote, Germany risks deindustrialization as a high energy cost and government inaction on other chronic problems threaten to send new factories and high paying jobs elsewhere, said Christian Coleman, CEO of a major uh, German chemical company, Evonk uh, Industries. Now, you sit back and take a look. Michael, you and I have talked about Norway. Norway's got Frere Battery. Frere Battery is coming to the United States to take advantage of the Inflation Reduction Act. Germany and all of the other companies mm. are coming over here, and it's just unbelievable. After Russia, here's further down in the article, after Russia cut off most of its gas to the European Union, the German government asked Yvonne to keep its 1960 coal-fired plant running a few months longer. Then, remember we saw the Greta? Mm -hmm. Greta was staged in an event when uh, the coal mine was shutting down. They were shutting down the coal mine so they could put in wind. Yep. What happened last month? <laughs> wind stopped blowing. What, what's the saddest part about this, Stu, is that Germany used to once be the manufacturing envy of the world. You that wanted something correct. manufactured good and quality. We, we were joking about this yesterday, Stu. You can have. There's three options, good, fast, and cheap. You get two of them. Germany, right. you got all three of them because they were good, they were quality, and because of the longstanding infrastructure and manufacturing base they had, they were able to really crank out high-quality manufacturing items fast. Right. Raise energy costs, and that's really what the lack of Russian gas is showing. When you massively raise baseload electrical costs, industry shuts down. It's part of what's driving companies outside right. of the California politics. It's what it's energy costs are what driving and companies out of California. The same thing, Michael, is what you see from New York and California because Texas has one half the cost of electricity. So you're seeing companies come rolling right on into Texas. Why? Lower someone cost. Someone should tell ERCOT we've got cheap prices. Uh, do what now? I said someone should tell ERCOT Texas has cheap prices. Oh, yeah. There you go. All right. Let's roll to the next one. Cutter. And, and I want to ask our listeners out there, send us questions, questions at energynewsbeat.com. And Michael, is it Cutter or Qatar or Cut? Cutty, I, I I hear it about. It's the third one. It's probably Cutter. <laughs> I pronounce it Qatar. Qatar. I, and I get people all grumped out when I'm trying to set up a meeting with the, the minister of state. Mm -hmm. 
And he's also the president of Qatar Energy, uh, underlying the importance of security, affordability, and sustainability in the quest for realistic energy transition. Unbelievable. Oh, we just talked about that in the other article. <laughs> What's this quote here? A quote. Here's here's the quote from Saad Sherdi Al-Kabib. He highlights, yep. quote, a balanced energy transition demands the incorporation of natural gas in our present and future energy. Natural gas will be the most indispensable given its reliability as base load source for many nations and for many years post 2050. It's almost like he listens to the show. He does. In fact, I'm going to call him here in a minute yes. and I'm going to get him on the show. The next quote right now in the uh, thing, while the pivot towards renewables is commendable, they cannot be the sole solution, particularly considering their intermittent nature. That's where natural gas is a cleaner, cost effective and ready to use component for the energy transition, which becomes vital. We in the state of Qatar, Qatar, uh, recognize the gravity of the climate change and consistently take actions rather than make them pledges. He is right on the money, Michael, and he and Saudi Arabia are going to use the profits from oil and gas to fund yep. the energy transition. You and I are in the same uh, same boat. We're trying to get into the U.S. on and by boat, but when you sit back and kind of you, you try to sit back and kind of go. Wait a minute. They're in the same boat. They're going to fund their energy transition by fueling it with natural gas and oil. Okay. Let's go to the next one here. You did good. You did good saying his name. Me, not so much. It's, it's all I'm good for here. Yeah. Uh, interpreting stewisms. I like it. Okay. Oil is added to as high as $150 a barrel unless the U.S. government does more. Harold Hamm. I want to just give a brief uh, outing or comment. I met Harold probably five years ago, maybe six years ago. And back then he was saying we are going to be down to 400 rigs. And we were at like a thousand rigs, Michael. And everybody was sitting there kind of going, there's no way. Sure enough. So the man, Harold, knows what he's talking about. So pay attention when he does talk. And his continental resources he bought back is, I think they're providing 2 million barrels a day. They're a player. So let's talk about Harold's crude output in the Permian will at one day peak as it already has in rival shale fields as the other Balkan region and North Dakota and the Eagleford in Texas. Continental Chief Executive Doug Lawler said in an interview with Bloomberg, without exploration, you're going to see 120 to 150, he said. I guarantee you it's going to send a shock through the system. Now, how come? It's because the ESG mold is folding. Investors want their money back. They're quit investing in things. We're seeing the renewable. Nobody's bidding on wind farms now. <laughs> they can't. No, I, I'm with you. I just find it funny. The title, Harold Ham asking the U.S. government to do more to control oil prices. Man. I would have not put that in my genie bottle of things I would have guessed would have happened two years ago. I'd see Harold Hamm at an event saying, we need more government intervention to lower oil prices. It's kind of the, it's the weird twilight zone we're living in. 
Well, in his book I have right over here, it's he's probably talking about in this it tell, just telling by the articles, uh, the author of the article, he definitely is re, uh, he's referring to regulatory issues. So he he gets hammered by regulation. So I have a feeling that's what he was talking about. He does say without more policies encouraging new drilling, you're going to see more pressures. on I agree with you. We should have more. I mean, I'm not against new policies. We should be, you know, for every policy we enact, we should get rid of two older policies. Again, I'm just pointing out the fact that it is interesting. I didn't see that on my bingo card when I walked in the game beginning of the year. No. Harold Ham screaming for government regulation. I, I think there's a difference between policy and regulations. Mm-hmm. He is saying policy, which says drill, baby, drill. Regulatory issues say avoid the salamander. He, he appointed Chesapeake's old CEO as, as their new CEO, Doug Lawler. So we know exactly where this train's headed. Oops. Okay, let's go to the next one here. (laughs) Okay, how the transition push contributed to higher oil prices. This one just kind of writes itself. There's three bullet points that the author brings up. Anti-fossil fuel policies in the U.S. and Europe have led to lower investments in new projects. Wow, we saw that one coming. Michael? $4 trillion is what we need to invest just to... Meet the decline curves. Oh, okay. Uh, ExxonMobil CEO Woods, if we don't maintain some level of investment in the industry, you can end up running short of supply. Mm -hmm. All right. Only lowering global energy demand may lead to a situation which prices will remain under control. What does that mean? I think what what you're seeing is, I mean... That's a fancy word of saying stop driving, Stu. That's a fancy way of saying stay inside, turn off your AC, shut down your electricity at night. I mean, it's it's that coded language that they're throwing in there. Did you see last a couple of days ago, Bloomberg or somebody had an article about why bugs have more protein in it than you think? I mean, they're trying to code us in order to, to use less energy, to eat less meat and ultimately die earlier because we're costing us so much money. Well, I want to throw this ugly squirrel instead of an ugly baby. I want to make sure I don't uh, upset any mothers. So unless your kid looks like a squirrel. okay. so let's throw this ugly squirrel onto this mix. You know, Michael, when we take a look at this, Reuters uh, reported this week citing Reistad. We love uh, over there at Reistad. Investment in oil and gas on a global scale would only grow moderately this year to $579 billion. That compared to an annual investment rate of 521 between 2015 and 2022 after the 2014, which stood at 887 billion. Now, if we need 4 trillion in uh, investment, all you can see is a very big bull sitting around the corner for the oil and gas market. Yeah. And I, I, I thought this quote was interesting. The secretary general of the African Petroleum Producers or Organization, Omar Farouk Ibrahim. Listen to this, Stu. He doesn't pull any punches. We are being intimidated into running away from fossil fuel investment. 
Mm. Mm. Right. Well, here's the thing. Uh, We have the ESG movement that is folding. We had Lego, Michael. We had Lego that had gone to oil-free Lego bricks. They just came out and said that they're going back to oil-based products because uh, the ESG movement is failing. Uh, I mean, even if you have toy manufacturers realizing that they can't use straw to build Legos, you're you're realizing that you're going to have to make a change. So you're going to have to. All right. all right, let's go to this last one. Talk about Ford. All right. We, we've been talking about the cars. Uh, yesterday, I talked for just a brief moment about the used car market in the EVs is just piling up. And mm-hmm. uh, Michael, we talked about it yesterday. Um that the by the time an EV is ready to be uh, sold on the secondary market, batteries to get them rolling again will be between five thousand and two uh, twenty two thousand um, dollars. Now, Ford halts work on a three point five billion EV battery plant in Michigan. That's some good jobs that they're having to um, cut out. We are quote. We are pausing work and limiting spending on construction on the Marshall Project until we are confident in our ability to competitively operate the plant. Uh, our, uh, T.R. Reed told Automative, uh, Automative News on Monday, we haven't made any final decision about the plan investment. Here's what the problem is. They're getting lackluster support from the Biden administration because they've had all of these sayings in what actually constitutes getting the money from the government uh, and, and, you know, everything else. So they're having some real problems there. And Michael, you talked about it the other day. $67,000 per EV they're losing. Yeah, you know? it sounds, it sounds sweet. They, I wonder how much of this has to do with the strikes. I don't think it has much to do with it, but I wonder if that's in the back of their mind here as they're working through this. I think that they're seeing a weakness for the people wanting to go to EVs. And I think this announcement came right after the prime minister of the UK said, I'm going to make ICE engines, I'm going to send that out another five years. Whoa, Ford's over there looking at that in Europe going, hey, we got a little more time to tool, retool. So why would you want to spend this much on a battery plant when there is battery technology coming around the corner from NASA and a few others that may be recyclable? All this changes if we can use less critical minerals and make them recyclable. Till the batteries become recyclable, I'm not in. Yeah, even then I might be out. You got anything else for the news? Oh no, that that was quite a uh, quite a passel there. Yeah, a passel and a half. So, all right, well, we'll go ahead and cover what happened over in the markets. I mean, pretty down day, to be honest with you, if you're talking about the overall S&P 500 and NASDAQ, both down about one and a half percentage points, mainly off the back of missed new home sales and computer confidence data that missed those economic or economist estimates. Contracts came in a little bit under what they were expected to be. They estimated 695,000 per Dow Jones, only came in at 675,000, so 20,000 missed. We also saw consumer contracts 
confidence declined to 103 in September. That was down from an estimated forecast of 105.5 and down from an actual print of 108.7 in August. Moving to the crude oil markets, we actually saw a little bit of a rise throughout the later half of the trading day. Early on, as we as the markets opened, we were a little below 88. We did see a rise all the way up to about 90.53 as we sit here and record this about 6.10 um, central time the night before. So overnight action on crude oil will be interesting to see where that goes. We did have natural gas actually open about uh, seven percentage points up on the upside from 265 to 280, 85. Again, off the back of a little bit of a warmer streak um, coming through um, that Midwest there. So, so, so that's what you're seeing on top of some um, export delays going on right now from Freeport. So that's mainly your two, your two bookends on, on, on what's driving prices right now. We did see the API come out, Stu. And 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 guesstimate a 1.58 million barrel build in the strategic hmm. petroleum reserves, which we'll find out um, tomorrow or today as you listen to this on Wednesday the 27th. The API will go ahead and drop those uh, strategic petroleum um, numbers again. Forecast is actually uh, 1.6. The actual quote unquote forecasted print was 1.5. So a swing hmm. there. Pretty quiet, Stu, on the. Uh, on on the oil and gas news front, we 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 did see you know as I mentioned as we did run Harold Ham and, and their CEO Doug Lawler they were on the, the the media circuit today but unless we want to really want to go through Diamondback's sustainability report I'm good sustainability as long as you don't print money that has part of it to do with it it'd be interesting yep no um, BP no. is going ahead and they're rolling out a 178 megawatt peacock solar project in Corpus Christi in San Patrico County Texas that's uh, slated to go ahead and, and, and get building right now I'm just looking at press releases we've ran right 300 jobs do 25 million in tax revenue if only it was going that, to kill the whales oh you kill me you kill me <laughs> no you they if you were a whale them. I really would <laughs> hey now you call me fat what a great day <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, you're somewhat more attractive than than a whale. Um, I'm in. I'm in shape. Round is a shape. What should we? Uh, what should people be worried about coming up? Well, I'll tell you. The market is what I think in its ninth down day, and is it going? I think everybody's worried about the government shutdown. You know, this political hoo-ha that they're doing up there. Can't we all get along? I believe was a theme at one day. Let's get what's going on. What needs to happen for the American people? There's a lot I could say, but I'll I'll, I'll leave it to your guys' what? imagination. Did you just say shut the border? What? <laughs> just kidding. So, all right, guys, we'll let you get out of here. Appreciate it. For Stuart Turley, I'm Michael Tanner. We'll see you tomorrow.